Email is not dead. His list is 152,000 people focused on millennials, young people that want to do big things in life. He makes money by selling brand sponsorships at a 30 to $40 cost per 1,000 opens. On average, gets about 60, between 40 and 60,000 opens between 1,000 and 2,000 clicks. So that's obviously healthy. Did about 100 grand last year in revenue. Today, two people based in Chicago, list size 172,000. Again, pursuit, uh, hoping to hit out $800,000 this year, mixing in events, digital products, um, and more sponsors. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Case Kenny. He's the founder and editor-in-chief of Pursuit, a top daily email focused exclusively on self-development content. Named a top email newsletter by Entrepreneur Magazine and features in Inc., Forbes, Chicago Tribune, and more. 152,000 daily email subscribers and growing. Case is also the host of the New Mindset, Who Does Podcast, and iTunes Top twenty uh, top 50 podcast focused on real and no BS self-development content. Case, you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, man, let's do it. All right, so we've kind of like, we'll call it flirting. We've been flirting for the past couple of years. Matt, a guy named, a friend named Matt introduced us a couple of years ago, then more recently a guy named Brian in DC. So I'm glad to have you on the show. Yeah, man, me too. It's good to finally connect for sure. So everyone says email's dead. What's your response? It's definitely not dead. I think I think it's one of the most personal forms of communication in this day and age where you can get DM'd anywhere. You can get hit up on LinkedIn. Like it's personal. It's literally your home address. So I, I firmly believe in the future of email. So true or false? I mean, you've built your whole business really. I mean, your splash page, it's sign up for my email newsletter. That's it. That's all we have to offer. That's all I want to offer. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I want to dive deep into this and just highlight the fact that there are many people building great businesses with this model. You look at Sam Park, the hustle, you look at a lot of people, it's just really email and kind of email only really. So Case, tell, take us back to day one. When did you launch the company? Yeah. So I actually launched uh, Pursuit like four years ago, but it was a traditional publisher, traditional online publisher focused on monetizing through programmatic advertising, direct buys, banner ads, right? Or maybe some native. Uh, pivoted uh, about a year ago, actually, to the email only model. Obviously, I think that's in line with a lot of what's going on in the digital publishing space. It's increasingly difficult to monetize given the the nuances and the changes with Facebook, Instagram, Google. It could really screw you over. So I took this idea of I didn't want to build my presence on rented land, as I call it, took a look at our assets, saw that email was very engaged, took a look at what Sam was doing at the hustle or what Alex and Austin are doing at the morning brew. And I love that concept. And I really wanted to focus on doing one thing and one thing, right? So just did a simple pivot and then started to host all of our content in a daily email. So what did that actually, what did the site look like before what we're looking at now? Was it literally like a blog website? Yeah, it was like entrepreneur.com. Okay, interesting. So you basically put all that now, you took all that historical long tail content down and now it's all gone out just via emails. Uh, correct. And it's a little nuanced in that, you know, uh, from a publisher point of view, I, I wanted to make it special. I didn't want to just say, okay, now instead of having our, our contributors, which at the time we had over 600, we had folks like Gary Vee, Mark Manson, James Altucher, big name guys, 
as well as anyone can contribute open contribution, kind of did a pivot. Uh, and now <laughs> it's going to sound like it's all about me, but I actually create all the content in the email. Um, from a self-development standpoint, I saw a lot of value in, in trying to be more relatable, not hiding behind a team of contributors, just being Case Kenny. Here's his thoughts on certain self-development. So I actually write all the content from a first-person point of view. It's short, four or 500 words in the email, but brought it all back in. Obviously, I have a team of editors and whatnot, but uh, yeah, it's, it's all it's all it's all my content in the, in the daily email. Wait, so, so, so how does that work? Right. So like Sam, they've got a team of four people that yep. kind of sit around and drink coffee all day and, you know, throw different headlines out and laugh and yes. say that works. That doesn't, how, how does your actual content creation work? Yeah. Again, it's a little nuanced because we're not focused on being dynamic and updated relative to current events or business news. That's not our model. We're all about self-development, which I think is inherently more personable. It needs to be more personal, more relatable, more authentic. So I spend a lot of time myself writing. Obviously, I do the podcast. I do a lot of speaking engagements and then I write. Uh, and then I have an editor who helps me firm it up. But there is obviously a lot of pressure on me to create that content. But I've found what I think is a, a unique voice within the, quote, self-help space. Uh, uh, and that just takes the format uh, of in an email. Yeah. So I think, by the way, every brand right now, whether you're a SaaS company or anything, every every brand is a media brand. And if you don't have some kind of your own channel, you're really screwed. So yep. you're building something special here. I want to dive back into actually how you're doing it in a second, the machine that makes the spaghetti. But first, talk to me about economics. I mean, how do you make money from this thing? Yeah, for sure. So right now we're we're live with what I would say is one third of the monetization pizza pie here, which is advertisers. The other two would be digital products and events. That's really where we're scoping to go in the back half of this year. Right now, front half of the year uh, and last year, we're focused on brands. We've had over 40 in the past, call it eight months, already brands. And that's it's sponsorships, right? It's a native sponsorship sponsored by logo and then a native editorial, which I write as well in my voice, in the same voice of the content. They pay us, uh, call it a CPM. It's really a CPV cost per 1000 opens. Uh, it's a pretty competitive rate. It's a nice rate. Uh, and What's then the rate? Know, uh, it, it, it varies for us right now. It's between 30 and $40. Um, but we're about to increase that to be more in line with the industry. But for us being a, a somewhat emerging media company, you know, we're going after case studies to get renewals and more brands on board. So discounted a little bit just to get our foot in the door. We're not even selling all of our inventory right now. We're about probably selling about 30% of it and for okay. some specific reasons. But yeah, that's that the economics are uh, pretty traditional media company economics, I would say. But the real opportunity for us certainly it's the it's to create commercialization with our own products in the future. Mm -hmm. And we're we're spending time to get to know our audience first before we before we go out. With that. And so what is the audience today? Pivot to this model and back in 20, early 2018. How many folks on yep. the list today? Uh, today, 172,000, a little over that. Okay. That's great. All, all really come through though. Just the PRSUIT.com landing page. Correct. Yep. Okay. And that's the then, only way. <laughs> and yeah, no, it's great. I love it. There's only one option. Um, no paradox of choice there. Um, walk me through again, daily send. So there's one going out today. I actually just went out 10 AM CST. Um, how many people will open it? Uh, it, it, it depends on, on how many people we actually engage with. So, you know, active versus non-active. I mean, our open rates of Brown just hovering just around 39%. Um, we're, we're pretty adamant about purging our list. You know, you think about churn in the SaaS business, our churn is initiated by us. We remove people from our list for the purpose of optimizing our deliverability and making sure that we're not emailing inactive people. So we we are really, really adamant about it. So it varies. I mean, it could be 40,000 opens for 60,000. It really, it really depends. Yep. And then of whatever the 30, 40% that actually open, what's, what's click-throughs look like? 
Uh, it's strong. So again, that's a, it, that question depends on how many links we include. But we we have uh, you know three links plus our advertiser link. So it depends on that. Really, the metric that I'm interested in is advertiser click through rate, which What's for us that? is about two. It's about two percent, um, which is which is high uh, relative relative to my at least my knowledge of other email newsletters. Which and is, is that around one? Is that two percent of the forty percent that open, or two percent of the total list? 2% of the people who open. Okay, got it. So if you're sending to 172,000 people and let's say 60,000 open, you're saying on average, you'll drive about 1,200 clicks to the advertiser. Correct. Correct. Yeah, that's, I mean, look, it's pretty solid. And why have you decided to cost, why have you decided to charge? You're not a CPM base. You're not a uh, cost per click base. You're a cost per open base. Why that metric? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the value for us. I mean, I don't want to play a CPA game. I don't want to play a CPC game. I, I think most most publishers don't want to do that. We also don't really play in affiliates either. I think our value is that we think we've created a great uh, piece of, of content as a publisher. And the value there certainly is eyeballs on with opens, but it, it's the clicks from there. So it's a, it's a cost per thousand opens, um, which I think one, at scale, like the value is always there. So yeah, obviously we offer make goods and, and if we don't always hit our stride, but we're after great case studies with our advertisers. So we're willing to, you know, make sure that we perform. That's great. So just to actually, just to sum up the economics in one sense, 170,000 send, call it maybe 40,000 opens is a worst case scenario, 2% right. uh, clicking there and they're paying 30 bucks per fourth at 40,000 opens or times 40. So it's like 1200 bucks basically for a day. Correct. Uh, that's a little under, but yes, that's about right. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it all, it all depends, right? So let me ask you a question. Do, do, does the advertiser kind of prepay for how many opens you think will happen or do you just build them after based off how many opens? Uh, I, I like to prepay. Surprisingly, a lot of these folks will prepay. Uh, the, 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 the logic there is sound, you know, we create this content upfront. We hold the inventory for you. We can't replace it within 40 hours necessarily. So you need to prepay us. Sometimes we do 50, 50 prepay, but if not, it's always, it's always, we don't, we're not going to, I mean, we'll do like a net 30, but you Usually it's uh, 48 hours prior or 48 hours following. Name a couple companies uh, that you have potentially analyzed in the past of essentially like listing your email list on. I mean, like paved where essentially they're marketplaces for this kind of thing. Have you looked at those guys? No, no, okay. really. I mean, I mean, we, I mean, no, no. So you own, you have all the direct relationships with the advertisers yourself. Correct. Okay. And just name a couple of them so we get a sense of who you're working with. Yeah. Uh, Eight Sleep, Burrow, Casper, The Points Guy, Quip. Uh, MVMT watches sunglasses, uh, Mac Weldon, there's a, a bunch. I mean, we're pretty aggressive with selling, but we get a, a lot of inbound. There's a lot of interest in advertisers. The ROI on email is, is really strong. Anytime I ask a brand and say, Hey, what's, what's your, your highest ROI marketing channel? They'll usually say podcasting and then email. And we play in both. <laughs> so yeah. I like to be there. You know, it's so yeah. challenging because like I'm not in the email game, but I'm definitely in the podcasting game is that um, the, the, you, um, the like Google ads, if you want to spend a, a million dollars, you easily could like if someone if you kill it for someone, they can't go buy like a million dollars worth of case. Right. Like like the inventory doesn't exist. Like they hit your audience once and then like, boom, that happens. So, like, how do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, whenever I schedule a brand, like we try to do things pretty strategically. Like I'm not going to dilute our audience. I'm not going to take 50 grand from you and gobble up all of our inventory. We'll do one to three cents for a brand in a month max. We don't want to beat folks over the head. But I mean, we have 150,000 followers on Instagram. I got my Instagram. We got the podcast. We have a private ambassador group. Like we can spread things out to make sense. So I will take your money, obviously, but I will do it strategically. I'm not going to take your money and 
and beat our email audience over the head. In fact, one of the things that we do is the way that our funnel works when we take a subscriber in is we don't introduce, we don't expose them to our advertisers until they've been in, in our funnel for at least 28 days until they hit a certain score within our segmentation. And the reason we do that is we want to make sure that they're engaged, they understand our content, and then we'll start introducing them to, to advertisers. How do you we control that, that automation? Uh, so I use Active Campaign. That's our, our CRM, right? And they, they have pretty robust scoring within it. And with the scoring allows us to segment. And then with segmentation, we can create different, uh, call it AB copy that includes an advertiser or doesn't include an advertiser. And then we'll send that according to that segmentation. Got it. So like you can actually, I remember I, I've used Active Campaign. You can essentially yep. highlight sections. So this would be your ad placement and say, don't show this if lead less than 28 days old with a score less than X. Correct. And, you know, now that I think about it, I'm not sure if other email newsletters do this. But again, I'm very adamant about maintaining a very engaged email list. Obviously, you know, we're less than 200,000. We'll be there very soon, but we want to be at a million and we'll be there soon. But being very patient along the way, I think has served us well in that it allows us to perform for our advertisers and it allows us to maintain a very engaged list, which is what I'm after all the time. Yeah, that's great. Do you, do you optimize? Sam has talked about how they used to optimize for a reply rate in their emails because of what it does to spam filters. Do you do that at pursuit or no? Uh, I mean, we uh, call to action. A lot of our emails is re reply. So we definitely try to incentivize people to reply. It's not something that we necessarily optimize towards, but it's definitely something we, we encourage. And we always say that we always respond. We'll respond to everything. But yeah, we include a CTA that, that has that. Yeah. I just got your first email subject line guys. It's clever. I'll see you there or I'll see you at another time. I won't read the whole thing, but a part says, imagine if Tony Robbins, Oprah Winfrey, Tim Ferriss, and that really smart guy from accounting had a baby and that baby was super clever, great writer, but not too wordy. And and sent you daily perspectives that help you be the badass that you really are. That is what pursuit is all about. Nothing more, nothing less. So case is good stuff. What's the open rate on this, on this first email that goes out? Do you know? Uh, I'd have to check that one's high. It's probably it's, in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's great. Now, do you do walk me through as you start thinking about monetizing your own stuff? How do you, you know, product development is not easy. It can be costly. Are you think you'll start with physical products or digital? Probably digital and probably events, frankly. There's a lot of interest. Everyone's always asking, oh, when are you going to do a Chicago meetup, LA, New York, something like that? I think that'd be easy for us to scale. It, there's there's no overhead initially. Um, so we'll probably start with events and then uh, probably from there, digital products. But one of the reasons that we're adamant about testing and we even discount our rates for brands right now is to understand what types of products resonate with our audience, whether they are digital, whether they are service or whether they are um, some, some kind of offline CPG or something like that is using that experience to then fulfill our own internal development of those products potentially. But for now, advertisers and then events and then the products will come. Yeah. Let's go back quickly to the machine last minute or two here. How many people on the teams total today? Two, myself and one other person. Okay, so when you say you have an editing team, it's just this one other person. <laughs> it's, just, it's myself and that person, yeah. yeah I, mean, I've, I mean, I've had VAs and things like that, but it's it's not fast enough for me. I need someone here in Chicago and I have that. So they, they're actually there in that office with you? Correct. Oh, very cool. Okay, and then how do you decide when to bring someone on full-time versus keeping, keeping them as like a VA? Uh... And honestly, I, I, I want to keep the team as lean as possible. I mean, I want pursuit pursuits going to scale. we got very, uh, very high forecasts and projections for the year. But for me, I've always envisioned it more of a lifestyle business. And to me, that's three, four people max. I really don't envision the need for a huge team. Again, it's not all about me, but the fact that I am writing a lot of the content takes takes the need to have a full team. Really, the onus for that is is growth, logistics, and things like that. So for right now, two people is fine. Bring on a, another person once we hit a couple of our benchmarks revenue-wise. And what's your goal for benchmarks this year in 2019? Uh, goal right now, if we're, if we're not including our expansion to the other uh, monetization efforts, is around 800, 900K. And that'd be an increase of what from last year? 
uh, just shy of 100. Oh, wow. Okay, Big good. That'd, that'd, that'd be yeah. a good increase. All right, man. Yeah. Good stuff. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Favorite business book, uh, The Lean Startup. Number Eric, two. Eric Ries. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Uh, always a big fan of Bezos, especially with all the stuff in the news. He's, he's scaling. He doesn't care. I love him. Number three, what is your favorite online tool for building the business? Uh, active campaign probably makes, makes, I need it. <laughs> yep. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Seven. And what's your situation? Married, single kiddos? Single. Uh, no kids running around Chicago? Nope. nope, nope. <laughs> and, uh, last set of questions here. How old are you? I'm 30. And, uh, last, uh, last question. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Uh, I would say don't be afraid to pivot, whether that's in your business or in your, your personal life. Don't be afraid to pivot. Guys, email is not dead. His list is 152,000 people focused on millennials, young people that want to do big things in life. He makes money by selling brand sponsorships at a 30 to $40 cost per 1,000 opens. On average, gets about 60, between 40 and 60,000 opens between 1,000 and 2,000 clicks. So that's obviously healthy. Did about 100 grand last year in revenue. Today, two people based in Chicago, list size 172,000. Again, Pursuit, uh, hoping to hit $800,000 this year mixing in events digital products um, and more sponsors case thanks so much for taking us to the top thank you man appreciate it